You're listening to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, where we want to help pastors and church leaders share ideas, become better shepherds and leaders, and have a good time with friends. Welcome back to the Practically Pastoring Podcast. My name is Frank, and I am here with almost all my friends. One of them will be here eventually, but uh, down in Sumter, South Carolina, Dumar Pete. Howdy ho, neighbor. Uh, up in the beautiful uh, northeast part of the United States, we got my buddy Jeff Simpson. Hey, everybody, Frank. We got to get you a pop filter, buddy. Okay, and I'll Those back up. Sims, sir. I'll back up from my mic to see if that'd be any better. I guess. And then uh, <laughs> down in uh, in Florida, currently one half of the uh, Morning After Ministry podcast, we got Timothy Miller. Trick or treat. Just kidding. It's November. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hey, if Andrew doesn't come back, will we change the name of your show to Morning with a U? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, a um, couple of special things. One, it's November, so Happy it's, Merry Christmas. It yes. means uh, if you're Happy a pastor, Birthday Jesus, reconcile. Get ready to start reconciling your budget so you can send out those tax forms. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. Uh, it, it also means that you probably, if you haven't done it already, maybe you start thinking about Christmas. And what that looks like for you. My house is decorated. Um, It also means that we are at our... Guys, this is kind of a big kind of moment for us. We've reached episode 50 of our podcast. Wow. (laughs) Jeff, that didn't sound like... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've done this for 50 episodes. It's crazy, though. It's been over a year. Yeah, we started this as like... we, we, We all are kind of in these new seasons of life. It was COVID, and we were like kind of bored and then we started this podcast and and look at us now 50 episodes in we still don't know how to use our microphones we still have bad wi-fi andrew's still late to the podcast i mean i'm expecting that theme music to pop in at any moment right now (laughs) oh yeah actually it's off i think no i I think you're good i just you know you never know (laughs) i was actually worried that i left it on there that's funny (laughs) um and then uh and then uh and then here's the other thing we are now inching closer to the practically pastoring conference guys so excited i i can't wait i can't I wait excited. to be in florida with y'all i can't wait to be in florida with these new friends um i can't wait for my friends who said they're gonna come to actually register because there's so many people who said they're coming and they just they're waiting to register and so hey it's if like you being were in waiting, youth ministry all over again it is a lot like being in youth ministry all over again if some so if you, any of you listening asks who else is coming before you sign up and you show up at the conference, and I know that I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah, we're, we're that's the all, absolute. That comes nothing with makes a youth pastor. Nothing makes a youth pastor more mad than that. <laughs> who who else is going? Yeah, it is. It's frustrating. But <laughs> the thing that you should know is that we're getting close to the Berkeley Pastoring Conference. I am super excited. Shark fishing is is on the docket. Amazing, right, Tim? It's all going down. It's all. Oh going man, down. I want shark and steaks. It, can you eat shark? Yeah, man, it's good. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like you, it's a different texture. It's almost like pork. But uh, I, I think I've had shark once, and then uh, and shark. and then there's also regular fishing if you're into that at at Tim's church. And we just have some we have some people lined up. We have some fun activities lined up. It's going to be a blast. I, I one I, one theme that I think we're seeing often with our with our friends in the group is uh, this conversation of rest. And I mm-hmm. think that like a lot of us are like kind of like sprinting right now with ministry and not having a ton of days off. And I think like one thing you can guarantee is that depending on how many days you ask for off for that conference for three days, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a, a, an enriching and invigorating and encouraging time. You're, you're not going to have to do it with any reports. Hopefully you can have a good cutoff and not, you know, have any phone calls or emails. And it'll just be a, a time to hang out with, with your future friends. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, hey, before we go into a closing cliff notes, how was uh, this past weekend for you guys? I would love to hear. Andrew, from, uh, you first. Yeah, Andrew. are you? Are you oh, hey, guys, I'm back. You're back. Hey. Hey. I was just, you know, doing some ministry stuff, as one does. Mm. Uh, it was a, a good, exciting weekend. You know, we, we did trick-or-treat stuff as a family, and as a church, uh, we, we met on Sunday. We sang songs about God to God. And uh, we we had a sermon preached from the Bible, and then we ate together as we do as a church. So it was a, a good time to be at Safety Harbor Community Church. Uh, well, we baptized three. Um, That's awesome, man. So that was really cool. We had uh, 
this one family, um, they're my baptism. When you're at a multi-site, you know, you don't have your own baptismal necessarily. So we have a baptismal hauling team. So they go to the main campus and pick it up and bring it over. And it was really cool because the, it was the couple who sets up the baptism. I got to baptize their daughter in it this week. So the girl, we said, fill up your own tank. So she filled it up, but no, it was funny, but we got to, uh, we did three baptisms. So that was really exciting. The baptismal hauling team, I think it's the Kohathites in the Old Testament, were a uh, group of priests tasked with carrying heavy things, if I remember I, right. I love so much that you know that. Yeah. <laughs> so you could call, you could change the name to, from the baptismal hauling team to the Kohathites. Kohathites. That does be sound, awesome. that'd be really cool in like a Pretty epic. plastic name tags that we have at our church, <laughs> the Kohathite team. I had a friend who does plastic name tags with the magnets. He couldn't wear them because he has a pacemaker. Oh. I never thought about that. Yeah, and he's young too. He's like my age. So I have some I old think, people serving. I need to check on that. You check that out, man. Let's think about the Kohathites uh, and forget name tags. Let's think T-shirts, but the old '80s style Gold's Gym T-shirts that are yeah, just the bro. just the stringy tank tops. Uh huh. With Jesus would, doing a push-up with the cross on his back. Yes. Oh my god. The, the Lord's Gym, the Lord's not Gold's Gym, gym ones. Lord's yeah, Gym. Lord's That's gym. the one. Those yeah. with Kohathites on it. Awesome. Okay, my Sunday was pretty awesome, actually. We had a diff- very different Sunday. Uh, we did not have a sermon, per se, um, but we did have communion, so it was officially the church gathered. Um, we did have a what you might call a sermonette or a homily, we sang. Uh, but the cool thing was that we uh, were part of a project with University of Maryland, Baltimore County, where we had immigrants um, from two different churches meeting together. So I got an email from a professor there who said, hey, I'm doing this research project called Honest Conversations. It's about the experience that immigrants have had. Do you have any in your church? I was like, actually, I have like half my church is immigrants. It's pretty awesome. And so the program was meet for three Wednesday nights in a row with folks who are, uh, you know, native born from the U.S. and folks who've immigrated here. And they partnered us up with a church called uh, Gallery Church in Patterson Park in Baltimore. And uh, that church is a bilingual church. They're mainly Central American, but some South Americans, too. And so they joined our folks for those three Wednesday nights, had great, really, really enriching conversations about their experience just as immigrants. Um, And then yesterday was the kind of culmination of that, where at 11, so our service is at 1045. So at 1145, they showed up uh, and we did like a panel discussion from the front. I didn't leave. I was just kind of the host. And they had a lady from Patterson Park from that other church kind of do the translation and the, uh, the, what do you call it when you lead a discussion? And, um, she asked questions to these immigrants and they shared moderation. Yes. Thank you. And, uh, so that was really amazing. And so because of that beforehand, we actually did a bunch of missions updates from the Alliance. Uh, and we didn't live stream yesterday because it was all like super don't share this, uh, video content from our denomination that we shared in our service. And uh, so it was really great. Had a lot of great feedback. Uh, folks were saying, hey, I'd love to do something diff- very different like this, maybe like once a quarter. And uh, after I got over being offended that they didn't want me to preach that much, um, I said, that's probably a good idea. You're right. It was it was really not. It was a really great Sunday. We we had a number of folks visit that I assumed were with the other church that showed up that were actually just visiting. Uh, had great conversation with them. So it was a really it was one of those Sundays where you feel like, man, my tank got filled a little bit, mm. you know, and so. Uh, so, but now we're heading into the kind of Advent Christmas season, so it's busy. We had a good week. Um, one of those Sundays where the text almost preached itself, so I, you didn't have to have a whole lot of Tim. It was just a whole lot of Bible, which was awesome. The sermon came in under thirty minutes, which it's been a while since I've been able to clock in under thirty. A lot of a lot of great feedback. So midway through our Esther series, kind of hit that that slump where it's like, man, how many, how many more weeks are we going to be doing this? And it was a, it was a really good, solid text this week to preach from and re-energized me. And I'm excited to, to finish strong over the next few weeks in Esther. Yeah. I did the uh, usual thing that Andrew expects me to do, just intro the TV show and then, and then, you know, you know, wrap it up at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but what was really exciting is I, I had this like kind of bring your own lunch uh, meeting with all my small group leaders. And and so we gathered all of our small group leaders and it was a really, really good discussion on this kind of uh, 
one, introducing each other to everyone's because that's something that not everyone knows each other type of thing. Two, uh, being able to talk about like where they've seen guy work in their small groups. I, I think we like everyone was fully prepared to talk about what they're like, what's going wrong in their small groups or the hard questions they have. But I wanted to start with like, how have you seen God move? How, how, like what praises can we be praising God for? And that was really encouraging and meaningful. Just seeing that like, you know, like we talked about this, I think it was last week or the week before where, you know, small groups is the primary means of discipleship at our church. And so if we're not seeing good fruit from it, we better question it. Right. And I think this conversation showed that there's lots of good fruit from it, despite the fact that, you know, there's some difficult conversations, uh, you know, people who have, whack theology or or hard life stuff and it was it was just a really really good conversation and uh i i was thrilled it was one of those like peak moments as a campus pastor where it's like you do feel like uh you know like what andrew says is like i'm just a host introducing the tv show it feels like that some sundays but these sundays it definitely feels like i'm a pastor getting to pastor my people as they pastor other people and it's it was it was a really cool it was, it was a really cool vibe. It felt great. I would just like uh, to say for the record that I said that very sarcastically and it was <laughs> hilarious. I stand by the hilarity of the comment. And oh. uh, I don't think that you and Dale aren't real pastors. I'm just very confused as to what you actually but it was do. A, it was a we, sick burn when you said it, though. Yeah, we it are was hilarious. Somethings. We, it's we on it was hilarious when I said it. Hey, I, put well, the, Andrew, I put the video on Instagram. It's so funny. Hey, you know, so if if we're not, we got some people duped. I uh, will say uh, yesterday was a cool thing. It's the first time it's ever happened to me. I know this happens to you real boys all the time. But like for the first time I had a, a pastor appreciation moment. It was really cool. So like if you weren't, you know, let's do podcast last week. My uncle passed away. So it's been like kind of a rough week. Right. And then Sunday um, we had to make some final life decisions for my grandmother in regards to like a, a do not resuscitate. So like that's happening during the service, like as I'm doing the service and at the end of the service, um, my worship and student guy called me up on stage and the whole church had done like this. We love you, Pastor Delmar thing. And I was like, y'all don't even know how much I needed that literally right now. Like they gave me this, this stack and, and I didn't see it till I got in the office. They was like in the bag, there was this whole stack of letters where like 25 congregants had written me handwritten notes of like what I meant to them. Y'all, I couldn't even half function the rest of the morning. So like, I'm gonna let you, I know that um, there are congregants who listen to the podcast and I need you to hear this. Like that really matters when you do that to any pastor in your life ever. Like when you do that and you acknowledge that, especially when, when sometimes you don't feel like a real pastor, like it super matters. So you guys can't see it, but right over here, I have a bulletin board with those kind of letters. Mm. And I also have like a Google Docs uh, folder. When I get those kind of emails, I like copy and paste them into a doc and save them because you need them sometimes. Yes, sir. Yeah. I also keep the I also keep the completely unreasonable angry ones, too, because they're funny. <laughs> uh, hey, we're we, I want to I want to go back to, to say this, that, you know, we were excited at the conference. It's happening uh, February 21st to the 23rd. If you go to uh you'll be able to get all the information and reserve your seat. And I know I got a lot of flack for this, but if you DM me, I have a promo code and I can... Particularly if you're a lady, money. go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're anybody and you had the title pastor and you want a promo code, um, I will, uh, you can, you can send me a DM. I will screenshot it just for, uh, my accountability, but I will promise to send you a, a code so that way you can get some, some money off of your registration. Tim, you, need, a, you need to make sure your baptismal is ready. Cause it, the conference is going to be that good that these pastors are all going to show up and need to get baptized again. <laughs> it'll, it'll be filled and I'm, I'm going to be on getting so good. Yeah. Thank you. The only I still time think you just need to drop some sand so you're, you can baptize in the lake. You have we're working a, on that we're twenty on acre that. lake, but then right they would there. have to do the the alcohol vinegar eardrops afterward because I oh, love sure. some Florida, Florida lake eardrops. <laughs> oh, that's a liquor of memory that, that will live with me can, forever. You can hear colors after those eardrops. <laughs> oh, I love right. those eardrops. With that being said, let's uh, let's transition and go into clergy cliff notes. But before we do that. Here is a word from one of our sponsors.
So uh, this uh, clergy cliff note comes from Andrew. I think right, Andrew, you sent it to the group chat, right? I did, and I think this is the first ever clergy cliff note from Barstool Sports. <laughs> oh, is well, I know why. I, I so so for the sake of our podcast, I actually changed the link to that um, Daily Mail link because the Barstool Sports one had some colorful language in it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, so here's the point. Barcelona Sports is, I think, the pre-bowl that broke the story. Ironically, well, but I uh, think some like a freelance guy on Twitter saw it, and that's when it went wild because the like the original video post from, I don't know if like the church was like, hey, here's our live stream, and just no one cut it when the mayhem oh, happened because yeah. like they're, they're like follow like they're on a tripod and following the action. <laughs> following the action. <laughs> I mean, so 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 you the link is in the show notes, but. Uh, but, I just but love the headlines, man. Congregation brawls with maskless churchgoer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. skins versus masks, right? And that's how it, it was, oh, man. There, there we go. <laughs> but so, so tell me if this is an accurate description of the summary of it. Like this, this man, this congregant, like who does, who didn't have a mask on or whatever, start, kind of like charged. Now, Jeff, I know you know the words for these better. It's not. Now, a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me stop you. First of all, I love that we're living in an era in history when we differentiate people by maskless or masked. But well, that's the sign. That's the. That's I know, the but I'm just it. saying it's sign of the times. Regardless, There's way of, more backstory than what regardless of how you feel video. about masks. Just take in the fact that we live in a time when you can say someone was maskless <laughs> and it means something. <laughs> Go ahead. You're right, so though. There, yeah, the mask issue wasn't the reason why. No, it's just a, no. <laughs> no. But, but they, you can tell that he's the kind of guy that would climb up on the altar and try to punch a priest based on the fact that he is the only person in a church full of masked people not wearing one. Like I get if you're like, hey, at this church, we're going to give you freedom. But if it's like, a, hey, this church, literally everybody else. Was he a plant else, from Greg Locke's church? He was oh, not. Man. He So here's the, the, <laughs> vid- the video that went viral. I'm a prophet. <laughs> the video that went viral starts with a priest starting like his homily and he looks out and he points at someone and says, you are in protest. And they, I mean, shame on this parish of the Catholic church up there in Washington state for not having better audio pu- pumped into the camera. Cause yeah. you're just picking up camera mic, which makes it a little bit harder to hear. If right. you had a board mix, it would be way easier, but Oh, well, so uh, the priest like looks at someone and says, you're in protest, uh, you're in trespass. And the dude kind of storms the altar there in the church and goes up and starts pointing and yelling at the priest and then uh the priest sits down and says security and then the guy is swarmed by a bunch of people he starts swinging and once you're swinging near the priest and near the altar you're in trouble in that church and then uh they like straight up jazzy jeff threw him out like uh (laughs) like there were dude there's a diversity of different kinds of like yeah, there were from different. Nope. There was like construction workers, that white collar guys. It was cool, sure. man. It was kind of cool. <laughs> but, there, but there were there were twenty people physically carrying this guy out of the church. Like one guy had a leg. So it was like one guy's at the ankle, one guy's at the knee, two guys at the hip, three guys at the elbow. They were yep. that weight distribution as they threw that guy out of the church was something special. And all of them were thinking, "Not on my watch, fool!" Right there, you go. You know, to, to the to the Catholic Church credit they have been doing very good at amassing protesters for about 504 years right now hey <laughs> nice, nice i mean it yesterday was reformation day y'all yes it was. uh jeff it's I'm, I'm thinking more like people were pro- those guys were like i've been waiting for this moment my oh, entire life 100 <laughs> percent. i wish someone would attack the priests so here's I what's interesting how russell moore went on one of the major news networks i just saw him post about it on instagram and talked about an increase in violence in houses of worship in churches so huh. maybe that's something we could talk about in the future but um well, i mean I, this is kind of funny but it's it not today. yeah it's yeah. not funny if this if this is a trend that's not funny so, so this priest, I mean, and, and you can watch the video. Like I said, links in the show notes. I mean, this priest is like an elderly man. Like he's yeah. an older man. And um, and I mean, pr- kind of like, praise God, there was like a ton of able-bodied people who were able to straight up destroy this dude. I'm pretty sure Barcel Sports said like they folded him up like a briefcase or something. And the, <laughs> the way they described it was so funny. It was not uh, good. No, they like, they like messed this dude up. But, uh, but- so – Go ahead. 
Are you gonna say the, the Daily Mail story gives you gives you more details, and I was trying to find more uh, stories out there. But the the priest had basically asked, "Hey, people, quit showing videos. Please take down whatever videos you have. Mm. You know, we don't we don't want to be spreading things about this person." But the the story behind it was that there's a uh, parish school that operates out of that parish. And he was the parent of a kid at the school mm. who had been trespassed from the church property um, like two weeks prior to that event happening. So he had been like told, hey, you cannot come here because he was abusing the priests and faculty at the school. So this was not a dude showed up in a mask and was upset that he was asked to wear a mask. This was yeah. a disgruntled person who had issue with the private Catholic school and showed up on a Sunday morning to be like, what you going to do about it? So, so you know, why the, do you think that they needed to put the whole maskless man thing in the headline? If that really, I mean, didn't play into because that's, because if you don't, if you don't read the story, the, the only reason I know that is because I, I read the article today and, and had to go searching for it. If you search for that video, Oh, that video is going to pop out everywhere, but you actually had to dig a little bit to find where the uh, priest had sent out an email to the congregation, letting people know. But just if you watch the video, it looks like here's a maskless guy yelling at a priest and 20 just makes people click, man. Yeah, exactly. The audio is saying so it's bad. like we live in a you time where you could just throw the word maskless on something and people were like, Oh, and they're arguing so, about something that the, the argument's not even over. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so my question is this, is like, are you not, is that not one of your biggest fears on Sunday? Is someone just rushing the stage? We had this discussion like, like a year ago, didn't we? We talked, I, I, I remember Tim, you told, you told yeah. a story or something. Well, if they rush our stage, they're just going to yeah. punch a screen. So <laughs> I'm sorry. point for the me- the multi site. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh, Oh, that was so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, no, me and Frank do have about a five minute window there at the beginning and the end. And, and a poor worship guys, that team's just put himself out there. But, you know, <laughs> no, we've had two, we had two close calls at Lakeview. One, a gentleman did make his way around the side. He, he did not look happy. Arms crossed in the back, wasn't sitting, pacing, made his way to the front row and then ended up just sitting down, but we had safety team members alerted and they were kind of on watch, but he was only, you know, 30 feet from me, which was terrifying. And then the other was uh, someone not so happy in, in the back and was actually screaming at my wife, but didn't know it was my wife and was about wow. me. So it was just all sorts of odd and really scary. I think honestly, I am concerned about that because I do have a number of folks who are, you know, up, further up in age um but i'm i'm honestly more nervous like what gives me more nightmares is is like the non um you know the parent that doesn't have custody showing up and trying to get their kid out of children's ministry or something like that like that gives me more nightmares because i mean you know i'm not trying to be flipping but if i get killed i mean i'm yeah, gonna so be, be with the lord so whatever I'm going to die anyway one day. So it's like, but I just don't want to see something like that go down with a kid or that would be more my, like my, my nightmare situation. Do you guys have, um, um, have you ever thought about this in your church? Does your kids ministry have the ability to have like a lockdown procedure where like the doors can be locked where no one can get into the kids ministry? Is your church set up for that or no? Absolutely not. I mean, they could lock themselves into like the nursery, but it's for sure. I mean, this discussion in this article made me have a few like, man, we need to at least have like a one page, just some kind of simple procedure. Like what happens? Cause I mean, you guys remember we had an armed robbery. It wasn't during a Sunday morning service, but it was during like a, a worship practice of a church that rents our building. And a guy walked in with a firearm and forced everybody into a closet and took all their stuff. So like, what, well, what if that happened during a Sunday service and he's doing that in a sanctuary and the kids, in our church, they come into the sanctuary at the end. What if they walk in on a situation like that? I mean, you Jeff, know, I, you have you told this story before? If so, I was not a part of that recording. I've never heard that. Yeah, we had um, it's that a little. Wild. I guess it's over a year ago. We we have a church that rents our building um, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, and they used to come on Monday night and let their worship team practice as part of their you know their agreement. And so they were here one Monday night, and you know it's a small church on a 
in a neighborhood kind of. And so they didn't think to like lock the door behind them when they came in. Um, and you know, we all do that or it may, I don't remember. It may have been that they left it open for one more team member who wasn't there yet. And, um, probably the drummer a- anyway. And so they, that was a joke for you, Frank, <laughs> um, but they, uh, they, they, one of the singers who happened to be sadly like a younger teenage girl, like walked out into the lobby of the church and looked out the glass doors and there was a man standing there. And he, when he saw her, he he tried the door and came in and brandished a gun and was like, you know, give me all your money. Who else is here? And forced them into, we have those little, you know, in the, on the backstage part of the stage in a small church, those little tiny closets. He forced people into those closets, took all their wallets, all their phones, um, held them at gunpoint for a while and then left. And uh, the the only way that they were able to call someone was that one of them had left their phone in the sound booth. And so they ended up, and the way me and my wife found out, because we live in a parsonage, we were literally like watching something on Netflix and we saw like blue and red lights outside, which isn't that odd because we live on a main street and cops and fire trucks go by all the time. But we're like, that's a lot of lights. What's going on? So we like pulled the curtains back and there was like eight cop cars in the church parking lot. And we, we went outside and there was a group of about eight or 10 people from the Spanish speaking church that rents the building huddled together, just like praying and i was like hey what's going on and figured out what happened i at first i thought the pastor said somebody killed themselves with a gun but he was communicating you know in his frenetic language barrier between us thing that somebody held some held held them at gunpoint so that's what ended up getting us to have we have cameras and stuff now so we do have that i mean we have ring cameras everywhere including in the sanctuary so uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. That's the kind of stuff that you just, it, all it was was a door left open and a guy just walked. It was just a crime of opportunity. Mm. It's crazy. So we have some, I mean, we have a couple guys at the door every week now. We, we don't. And, uh, you know, I tell them like, if you're going to come and sit in the service, um, you know, lock the door and sit by, sit where you can like kind of see the door if a guest shows up late. But after like, after about 20 minutes into the service, probably nobody's coming. So. Uh, we go ahead and lock the door. Yeah, I mean, we we I I try to have a strong like if you're like if you're midweek if it's not a Sunday morning, yeah, don't like leave a door unlocked. Yeah, like, don't like like prop it open. Like like just call them in or some of like that because like when we when this building was still being remodeled, we there was a guy who came into the like some stranger off the street. So there was like construction workers, contractors, the preschool that's downstairs, plus like us staff. We were trying to. So there was like strangers on this property all like every day. And then there was this random guy who went to the bathroom and was lighting toilet paper on fire. And like no one knew like who he was or why he was doing it. And we're like, what the heck? And it's like we had to kick him out, obviously. And then like um not long ago, like like about uh like two or three months ago, there was a sixteen year old girl who ran away from home and was just laying in the lobby of my church. Right. And uh and luckily I was here. And, uh, and I said, Hey, what's going on? And so I was just talking to her. I, I brought her in and gave her some water and stuff like that. And then I told the youth pastor, I was like, Hey, lock the door. <laughs> like, like, like I'm praise God. It's just a 16 year old runaway girl. But like, what if it was like, I mean, this is, this was a youth event. What if there was like a random dude's a brick? I, don't know, I just, that's where my mind goes. So, uh, I mean, like, I guess let me, let me, let's go back. Take a step question. Take a step back. You're on. You are this Catholic priest, and you you are the the church connected to the school. This guy gets on stage. What are you doing? I mean, I call it the turtle. I put my hands over my head and I squat down and I make myself as small as possible and try to cover my vital organs with my with my body. So that I, I think I go killed. full like Pentecostal and start speaking in tongues or something crazy. Just act like, Oh my gosh. I th- I know for me, it depends. Awesome. Well, like if I was at m- my main campus, you know, I would know who to point to on the first row, who knows what to point at that guy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I yeah. I, um, and that's not just for like what you call a pulpit, rushers that's for like in general i went to a youth camp one time that's in south carolina so preface it but the first night um the counselor decided i don't know why but the head speaker says listen we we can't 
stop crazy, but we could stop crazy from reloading. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I think that's a good strategy to have in church. You know, you might not get stop crazy, but I can stop it from reloading. And I think like due diligence in church is is to make sure that your people are protected. Definitely, I would not be putting that out there. I wouldn't even have the tail unless you're in an open carry state. I know my friend was a um, youth pastor in Texas. A CWP concealed weapon permit was a part of his job description. He yeah. had to have it to work at this church. So different strokes for different folks. Wow. Yeah, we bring in a, a guy who who does church safety training. Mm-hmm. Um, and every couple of years we bring him in and he he's really good about teaching our team how, how to diffuse situations That's before cool. they before they escalate. So we did have a domestic issue. It was, you know, custody over a child and and it was actually diffused in the back row during the the singing portion of our worship service about two years ago. I I, I looked over, saw saw two of our our leaders on it. I, I didn't even approach the situation. The the gentleman ended up leaving, and then I was alerted afterwards as to what was going on. But they handled it well. But if I'm that priest in that situation, and someone's on stage in my face, and, and I can't diffuse, and no one's getting up there in time, I'm probably going to give a really big shove like just a yeah. monster like you're gonna have to get out of my face shove and he would he would probably go a little ways i think if i if i put some some of my mustard into yeah, it. yeah like an unexpected yeah like hands to the chest i don't have anywhere to go there's there's glass behind your, me like, yeah hopefully your back is gonna hit the ground before your feet do kind of shove. you're like that's you're the, like try yeah try jesus but don't try me hey you need these hands you know that's the one I love it. I love it. Hey, this, I mean, we, there's a there's a past episode where we talk about security and stuff like that. I would be interested. I, um, I, I, what I'm hoping to do, maybe in, in the next couple of months, is is bring in some specific specialty pastors, like a children's person, a youth person. And I think it'd be interesting. To, I, I think in the children's ministry side, like I know at my church, we have specific lockdown protocols, and like we've had to use them before. And um and like and like like when we look at a new building to launch a campus, like one of the first things we scope out is can we lock this down? Like can we lock the right. children's ministry down? Um and, and and what does that mean? How quickly can it be done? And and so these are these are really interesting. It's sad that we have to talk about, but I think like what you said, Jeff, is like that that statement by Russell Moore. Like there has been an increase in like violence at churches towards. I mean, towards- in this in this uh, Daily Mail. Um, article, there was a link to another article where a priest got, I guess he was telling somebody to like leave the church that was using the building and they beat him up in the parking lot and the police didn't do anything. Now this is in the UK, but still. Yeah. It's just interesting that there's like enough of it happening for there to be a link to another story right there. Yeah. I mean, stuff is scary because I mean like, you know, when you think of church, you think of a safe place, you think of a place, a refuge, you think of a place where this kind of stuff never happens, but this is what happens when you let sinners come into your church, right? So, right. hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back um, to celebrate our – we're kind of like uh, Disney World. We're to celebrate our 50th anniversary. Um, we're going to answer some questions uh, from you guys. So we'll be right back. Hey, we are back, and uh, I have a list of questions that I found from uh, Instagram and our Facebook group, and um, and uh, just questions we've got for a while. Before we say that, hey, if you, uh, I, I would love to hear from you guys. If there's anything from this episode that you want to respond to, you want to give your opinion, your thoughts about church security, all that kind of stuff, please leave us a voicemail. We'll, we'll probably play it next week or or in, in one of the upcoming shows. Um, if you go to the to, to the show notes, you'll see there how you can leave a voicemail, and you can do it right from your phone. You don't have to have special equipment or nothing. So, hey, so here's some questions, and I just want to go around the horn to hear from you guys. Um, let's start off. I I, I kind of did these questions where it's like one is like silly, personal, fun, and then the other question is kind of like church related. So we'll go back and forth. The first question is this: if you had to abs- if you had to absolutely sing a karaoke song, what would be your go to song? Theme song to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Love it. Nice. Missing You by Puff Daddy, Lauren Hill, <laughs> and 112. It's kind of hard with you not around. Know you in heaven. Smiling down. Watching us as we pray for you. Every day we pray for you. Till the day we meet again. In my heart's where I keep you big. 
also girl on tv gosh that's a good song girl girl on tv by lfo oh nice classic love it so far i'm seeing i'm seeing a theme here delmar jeff what do you got Uh, radar love by golden earring Mm. driving all night my hands wet on the wheel right is that a country song no, that's a classic rock song, bro. I don't. I don't think I know. I actually I karaoke that one during my time at Charleston Southern University. That was oh. the highlight of my tenure there. Go Bucks! Yeah. yeah. The first song I thought of for this was the song "Smooth" by Rob Thomas, mm-hmm. featuring <laughs> Carlos Santana. Actually, it's Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Whatever it is, oh, which is very confusing because it's on the Santana album, but. Carlos Santana just plays guitar on that yeah, whole album. Yeah, he doesn't sing, man. I'm Come on. St- I'm still yeah. confused by it. Yeah. Now, Frank, I was witness to you what, what singing. What song did I do? I don't know was, what this is. It was either Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was, it was the most awkward I've ever felt in a coffee shop because it was like, <laughs> it, was like a, it was a super small Christian coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. How old was he? Oh, man. It must have been. This has to be like 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And Uh, it was was, I Want It That Way by the Bible. I Want It That Way. Yes, it was. And you did a lot of body gyrations. (laughs) That's how you wanted it. And hand motions. Yes. And it was amazing. But I think the place was. You and I were the only two people who were not currently being homeschooled in that room. (laughs) Or their parents. So it was very awkward. But it was hilarious because. This little Christian coffee shop, who for sure did not approve of this song, had just a regular old karaoke machine, and you went in there and purposely picked the most ridiculous song you could find. And I remember your last two words before going up there. You turned to me and said, watch this. And then you went up and did it, and it was incredible. Yo, I was so ambitious back then. That needs to happen at the Practically Pastoring Conference, by the way. Besides what you currently serve, so you can't like be like godly about this. Besides what you uh, currently serve, if you could be a pastor right now and serve anywhere in the world, where would you want it to be? I'll go Tim, first. we know your answer. Oh. Yeah, right. easy. Safety Harbor Community Church. Safety Harbor Four. <laughs> Love that. <There> you go. <laughs> I would say I would. That's not listening. I was going to say that I would love to to be working with my dear friend, Timothy Miller, because we've been doing ministry together at different churches for the past decade. And it would be really fun to actually do ministry together at some point, but it would be so you know, much fun. How about this? For now, both God guys, has called us to different places. Both of y'all just sabotage your churches and plan a church separately from your current churches. Say, screw you elders and, uh, and start, start a new church called uh safety view church. And then it'd be perfect. <laughs> safety view. I Lake Harbor. <laughs> That's better. Come on. Like, That's a little bit better. Yes. Safety view. We'd have to have the, you know, the team that keeps the priest from getting charged on stage. That's right. Cause that, that, just, that sounds like a safety training that churches would go to. Tim, I was talking about earlier when we were not recording yet. And you said, I can't imagine not living in Florida. So that's what I was referencing. I, hmm. I, I, I assumed, but I, I also happen to love safety Harbor. But so. that was hilarious. Thank you for that. <laughs> Frank, I think you and I have both like over the years texted like, man, it wouldn't be cool to do church to, like to serve at a church together. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I wrote down pretty much anywhere in close proximity to the Rocky Mountains, mm. whether that be Canada or the United States. I don't care, but I would like to live. I wanted to be somewhere with seasons and mountains. Is that uh, wrong you that? can you can have the ocean. I don't care about the ocean. Jeff, I think we're kindred spirits, bro, because I'm the mountains is my call too. I think for me, uh, I do love South Carolina, so I probably upstate South Carolina. My buddy Sean, who is one of our special guests on while he's in Traveler's Rest upstate, it's beautiful foothills. Don't have to go very far to get to the mountains. Um, so yeah, I think that's where what would be calling me. And you can just dip in, dip into Greenville real quick. Oh gosh, whenever you yes. want to, if you're in Traveler's, Traveler's Rest. Rest. You got, yeah, Spartanburg, Greenville area. It's nice. Anderson. You got that airport that takes two minutes to get in and out of security? Yes. That'd be nice. I mean, right now, the only place I can immediately think of is uh, somewhere in Southern California, like uh, Huntington Beach, Orange County area. I've only been there a handful of times for like the same conference. I mean, in terms of weather, it's incredible. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty great. And I just think it has great food. The beach is like, the beaches are nice there. I just think it'd be nice, but. Yeah, there's no hurricanes in Southern California. 
Andrew my and I wife could and plant I... in celebration, and we could we could be like one of the first churches on you know Disney property. That would be cool. There, so in our denomination, there's this move of like retired pastors that they move into the Florida 55 plus trailer parks and they plant a church in the like rec center shuffleboard room at these 55 plus trailer parks. And I'm like, dude, that is the retirement move right there. You keep a file folder of your greatest hit sermons and you just hang out with people your age only. Man, that's a cool retirement move. Who are but all just, in great moods because they're all in a retirement place. Exactly. Like, they live like they and and your congregation is two hundred people from November through March and is seventeen people in <laughs> uh April through October, but whatever. Um but in seriousness, my wife and I got a couple of stages deep into the interview process um with an Acts twenty nine church in um Oxford, England before we ended up here and it was kind of, they were looking for someone to minister specifically to the college students. And we thought that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the evangelical church in the UK, if you're not Hillsong London, you're a church of 40 or 50 people and thrilled to have that many. And so just the little community kind of in, in a neighborhood with the pub down the street would be a really cool, yeah. uh, would be a cool feel. When I went to Vermont recently, I thought, man, I could, I could, I could do life up here in New England, man. It's nice. I could new heart this church. <laughs> new heart this church. What is uh, someone asked this in the Facebook group? Just give me the answer. Favorite Batman movie? Dark Knight. Nineteen ninety two. Michael Keaton. It's the only Danny one I know. Vito, Batman Returns. Holy rusted Love metal, Batman. Love the Penguin. The ground it's metal and full of holes. That would be Batman Forever. With Val Kilmer, the most underrated Batman, and uh, oh Nicole gosh. Kidman as Chase, and as Jim Carrey's Joker said, and what a grand pursuit you must be. Was that the introduction of the nipple Batman suit? No, that was uh, George uh, Clooney. That was the next one. That, that, that was the next one. He had so the credit that, card I, and all that. Ugh. Uh, what about for you, me, though? it is It's definitely going to be um, Dark Knight as well, because to me, that's closest to him actually being a detective. And like being true to the comics in a lot of ways. Now well, I have a the, lot of the, hope for the Patterson one coming out. Yeah, the Twilight, the Twilight Batman. I, I heard it's going to be more of a detective Batman. Y'all, it looks good. wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I. Again. I think. I think when it comes to like the Dark Knight, uh, with with Joker, that's like to me, top tier cinema, top tier superhero. I, there's it's no so doubt good. that those, that that's a better movie. But the question was not what is the, the question was what is your favorite, not which is the best. Oh, still clearly, <laughs> clearly the the Christian Bale trilogy is by far yeah. the best. But that yeah. doesn't have to mean it's my I'm favorite. Kinda, I might I might have to watch one of those tonight. Go for it. No All World right. Series, so if there uh, if there is one thing that you could snap your fingers and it would change in your church, what would you what would it be and why? And you can't say like you can't say giving. You can't be like one hundred percent above budget. Like, it has to be something besides that. More musicians, like meaning more than me. Um, yeah, I would change that, I, I, and not because I don't you know love the people we have, but we just don't have a a big pool of like people who are. It's it's if I could snap my fingers, it would just be to make to make that ministry. St- have somebody who's passionate about it who's like wants to make it as good as it can be wants to practice wants to like pick songs wants to right now that's me and if i don't do it it's kind of like the people who are doing it they have great hearts and they're i love them and they're you know my folks but they're kind of like oh yeah yeah okay uh what songs do you want to sing today on like sunday morning and there's like i want to have Somebody who, like, when I was growing up in church, is like me and my buddies who, like, would that was what we did with our free time. We like wanted to make music at church awesome. Mm-hmm. I just want one of those people, both for the the musicians and like in the tech booth, like somebody who will be passionate about it to troubleshoot and make things better and get everything we can out of the gear we have. And you know, I just want that one guy. If I could snap my fingers, mine would be the name of our church. Because it's Alice Drive Baptist Church. It's never once in its entirety of existence located on Alice Drive Road. Oh, really? I just assumed it was. Nope. It used to be located on, I believe, this road called Wise Drive. And now it's located on Loring Mill. And our new campus is located on 15 South 
So Alice but there Drive. is a Wise Drive Baptist Church, right? Why is it yes. called Alice Drive then? Because um, I've actually, you, I've actually seen it. When the campus, when the church was originally established, they were promised land on Alice Drive. So they named it knowing where it was going to be built, and it was never there. That's some naming and claiming stuff right there. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think I changed the name. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Andrew? I think there is a whole lot of potential in our worship space, and I'm sick of looking at it and seeing potential. It would be really nice to mm-hmm. have a, a makeover done in there and to not look at it for what could be and actually be like, hey, this place is as pretty as it could be. Dude, I didn't even think about that, but you're right, man. If I could snap my fingers and not have to think of any more like maintenance projects, that would be amazing. Oh. Wow. I would um, um, I would snap my fingers and immediately a safety harbor style boardwalk would appear around my lake with a pier that goes out towards the center of my lake around my love lake. Yeah. Just think of how much better the fishing would be. Oh, First yeah. world church problems. I've, I've, um, I've pitched it to, uh, gosh, to several, Tim. Check so. your privilege. Jeez. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I, love it. <laughs> I, uh, I would probably just ask for more. Vol- I would snap my finger and like have it, every ministry perfectly volunteered out, like the kids' ministry, everything. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's two back to back food related questions. All right, so so I'm going to ask both of them. I just want you to give me the answer for each one. So pizza rolls or bagel bites, and then the second question is: Does pineapple belong on pizza? That's not a question. It's obviously it does. That's stupid. Oh, you're stupid. Okay, okay. so p- p- you don't like LaCroix, roll. so I mean your opinions are moot. Wow. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, yeah, sure, whatever. So but what about pizza roll and bagel bites? I'm going to go bagel. bagel bites. I yeah, love me yeah, a I'm good going, bagel bite. Me too. But, I mean, if even in the morning, you can, eat them at, you can eat them at dinner, you can eat them at supper time, because when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. So That's yeah. right. I've, I've never had a bagel a, bite. If there was but a whole like bagel enough. bite, I would eat that. Pineapple on a bagel bite, that sounds delicious. No bagel bites on, are just on. more filling. There's more carb and more meat ratio. There's not as much air. It's not quite as processed, so I'm going to go with bagel and you're, bite. And you're way less likely to... Yes. Just destroy the roof of your mouth. That's with a big what I was going to say. You're, that, that the lava, lava pocket. Yeah. Oh, my okay. goodness. For sure. I have to but say, pineapples and no, hot cheese. Like, that doesn't. Oh, it goes. It does. There are oh, no geez. foods like that in my freezer, though. It's, it, I'm not against them. I just have never been in the grocery store and, like, gotten any of those kind of, like, frozen prepackaged. I'm not. Again, like, I will eat so them. Were you a part not, of a large family growing up? Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm, very, I'm shocked you did not have those. Okay. But well, Jeff is you guys got to know Jeff is like very like he's a good chef. Like he cooks well. And so like he doesn't I, like I mean I I'm more of like most of my week never in my life never in my Jeff life have it, it, it must be because I mean as a kid never in my life have we had those kind of things. Not even like egos. Like don't even have them in the freezer. Like yeah. I make eggs and bacon almost every morning. That's a dream. Yeah. That's I, a dream. Um, all right, next question. What one worship song would you? Oh man, I made a list. Never sing again in your church. <laughs> Above all, and above go all, with first me of all. to above my father's house. Hey, did you sing that in your church? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do that? That's our benediction, man. <laughs> you guys are bumping audio A on a regular basis. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he said again, it. not what's the song you hate the most. Right. <laughs> um, I said above all because we have sung that here once. When I, the first week I came, but then I also put um, "Happy Birthday Jesus" because that happened. I, was like, I guess oh. that's considered a worship song. And then I just put anything in the God and Country category. I veto yeah. that. That's good. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Your song oh. is not. <laughs> I like that song. You know, you, this you, is where Planning Center comes in, guys. You got to get on Planning Center and. Categorize your songs by how much they've been sung, and you'll be yeah. like, "Dang, we sang that song a lot." I say for us, that's probably that's probably two times a month, and I'm oh, that's too much. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. It needs. Uh, although we we also come now is the time to worship oh. way more often than is necessary for the year 2021, and by that I mean once, but still way more often than is necessary for the year 2021. Yeah. There's other ways to do calls to worship, guys. <laughs> besides that one. Song. Besides that one song. <laughs> 
Tim Dell? Uh, probably Chris Tomlin's. I, I don't even know what it's called. We sing it. I mean, fairly How regularly. Our God? No, but it's got the core. Like everybody chimes in together. Do you hear? Bah, 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 bah. We do. Like you know, oh, that's a great like, song. But I guess you can overdo anything good. But like just, anything, it's not a Chris. Like like every Chris, Chris Tomlin, Tomlin hit, song. That was not a Chris Tomlin song. Yeah. <laughs> but Chris Tomlin <laughs> made it popular, right? Yes, as Andrew okay. Peterson is like you know Andrew him and his piano, and it's yeah. great and it's you know theologically wonderful. And then Tomlin ruined it yeah, with his, his high pitched little voice. With his skinny jeans, and we know he's wearing he's wearing lifts in those shoes. Oh in those, my god! In those white Converse with Velcro shoes. <laughs> Dumbo, uh, it, what's a good song? What's a song? Uh, you I guys think for me, just a more recent one, just to throw one out there, probably "Fullness" by Elevation Worship. Never heard it. Uh, probably oh. it's a good. You're better for it, I think. Well, it's it, it for us. It's it's really really close to that. Uh, name it, you know, because it's like uh, speak. Uh, Speak revival, prophesy like it is done. That's the lyrics in it. Um, one desire, spirit come, tongues of fire, testifying the you sun. Said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're Baptists here, guys. I know. That's a little Let's too colorful for my Baptist um, unseasoned palate, okay? So that's probably one. I will say my food are unseasoned. That's a spicy. It would be interesting. Hey. Maybe we if I talked about this, but it could be an interesting, like, little discussion to talk about songs that we've had to kind of not outright veto, but talk people out of based on bad theology in the song like that, mm-hmm. that conversations happened multiple times yes, sir. or help people with a theological idea in a song that either they struggle with and they don't need to struggle with or that they didn't realize was a problem. You know, that that's kind of an interesting discussion. And if you think it's an interesting discussion during uh, most of the year, you just wait until you cancel somebody's favorite Christmas song. And that was their oh, grandma's snap. favorite song. Ooh, you are in trouble. Been there. That's yeah, funny. done that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, my church does like have like a only la, like we try to only sing songs within the last three or five years. But there's some songs that like kind of still pop up that are kind of annoying. Like um, oceans. I, I love I love the song. No, we actually like that's on our blacklist right now. But like yeah. songs like um, what a beautiful name that we just done it too many times. And so I'm just kind of like I get it. He has a beautiful name. Well, I had a long conversation about he didn't want heaven without us. Yeah. Yeah. That line, like, "Ah, what does that mean? We got, we got a lot of emails about that line from what that one elevation song, um, or is elevation or hill song where it's like, um, they sound the same. It's hard to tell. Uh, where it's, it talks about like uh, something about evolving. They have a, they have a line. Oh, it's yeah. like 100,000, whatever. 10, 10 billion reasons or it's trillion yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a beautiful about, song, like, except for that one about, line. Yeah, there's somebody involved, and it's just a misinterpretation. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, no. uh, could have been one, more careful so, with that line. So, so if you don't watch anything on Netflix that's foreign, maybe this is not going to make sense for you. But I think this question came from like Squid Games. Uh, do you watch subbed or dubbed? As in, like, do you watch shows with subtitles? Or do you watch it dubbed as in like it's overdubbed? I guess so I as know, Christians, I how did you watch Passion of the Christ? Do you watch it subbed or dubbed? I didn't know oh this was God. a debate until so recently because we've been we've been subtitling everything for four years now. Like so every sure. English not doesn't yeah, matter. We watch, here. we watch a ton of foreign content too. So it's always been subtitled. I didn't I didn't know people legitimately wanted dubbed content. I just well, there's, there was a move to hard, uh, they call it uh, open captioning, I guess now is in movie theaters. Where it's actually like burned into the film. It's not like wow. laid on top of that film, but it's part of the film and that's it. And you're going to get subtitles no matter what. It was a move for accessibility for folks who are deaf. But um, yeah, definitely subtitles is what I'm used for to. For me, it's subbed and dubbed. Because like, like Tim, everything is subbed in my house because I have three kids. And like I can't be waking them up at night. So I got to read it. But see, when it takes Squid Games, for example... You got the 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 mouth movement, okay, which matters, and then you have the dub, so the actual words and the text. Those are three different components. So if I have the text and the dub, I at least have two of the three, so I can roll with it. Love it. I'm subbed all the way, but I have not done Squid Game, but I have watched Lost on Hulu on a streaming TV, and Hulu is terrible on their uh, the way that their streaming setup works because their audio sync is always off. And so sometimes mm. you just, you just got to sub it, but then you'll get like a, a word that's th- there's a pause or whatever. And so you miss out on, on the surprise when the word sh- shows up a little bit too early, but no subbed always. 
Great. Last question. You are you're at a huge pastors conference, T4G's last conference, the oh. some kind of big, big, big pastors conference, and you are asked to give a a a main stage speak speak main stage ser- sermon or whatever. I like forgot how to talk for a second. Uh, what what would you want to talk about? If you forget to talk for a second, you should not be asked to do the main stage at a big <laughs> conference. Just saying, remembering uh, how to talk noted. is vitally important noted. for that. Uh, well, first of all, I, I don't think I'd ever get invited to a huge pastor's conference to talk, but if I did, this podcast I would, is going places. It could be, it could be <laughs> no, based on the discussions, based on the discussions we've had recently in the group and like, it's just been something in my, so I talked about before we got on that I was six months before this, uh, this pastor without a job and, and then COVID kind of re reminded me. Um, but man, just the importance of rest and like, um, particularly the idea of creating margin in your schedule. Cause I'm so tempted to like, even if I don't write it down, I'm more of a kind of think of things in my head and my biggest, the, the way I exhaust myself the most is at the beginning of every day, I will have 8 million ideas for things I need to do that day. And then I, I always way overestimate the amount of stuff I can actually do in a day. Uh, and then I struggle with feeling like I didn't get anything done, even though I actually did. So uh, for me, it's just been the, I would talk about the discipline of like learning that margin is not laziness. Like, I think we've been programmed to think that if I'm not scheduling every hour of my day to do something to get my name known so I can speak at a big pastor's conference, uh, then I'm being lazy or I'm not, you know, using everything I can use. And it's like, Man, I don't know. Pastoring is a lot of it is about just keeping margin in my calendar so that when, you know, Miss Betsy pulls up into the church parking lot and wants to talk to me, it doesn't completely wreck my house of cards plan for the day. It's like I have space in there for that. And I also just have space in my calendar for me to just think deeply, you know, so that's that that would be that'd be something I I would want to talk about. I think for me, speaking at these conferences, I've gone to the pastor conference where I've heard the same pastor preach the same one two and three times. But I think the ones I've heard preach the best or speak the best was when they were in the middle of dealing with it themselves. Yeah. Because um, the authenticity is there. And I think that's why I like what you were saying, Jeff, because you're in that. So for me, I think where I would go is probably talking about um, prayer and and how God answers prayer and really lean into the whole idea that God answers our prayers his way and what that really means in our life. Meaning I don't get to take like all my options to God for him to choose from, you know, because a lot of times as pastors, we like to weigh out different options and whatnot. So to me, it's really leaning into um, a healthy prayer life, which honestly really is just ultimately leaning into a healthy understanding of who is God, you know? So to me, that's probably where I would lean into at this point in my life. I think my favorite sermon that I did was Ruth chapter two and the providence of God. I was just so much fun and there was some great storytelling and the narrative is obviously amazing in the book of Ruth. So I'd probably, I'd probably go with the book of Ruth and, and hit on the providence of God. Mm. Mm. I would talk about the importance of ministry, uh, not doing ministry alone, but just being able to rely on God's people and how relying on God a lot of times means relying on God's people and to make sure that you are surrounded, especially for those of us in ministry, with people that you can be yourself with and can, you know, kind of like our group chat and the necessity that every pastor has to be in something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think Andrew took the one I was going to say, uh, I would, I would probably say something probably also along the lines of just like, um, uh, majoring on the majors and not majoring on the minors and like fighting over silly tertiary issues that, is often dividing us. So I don't know. I think that's probably what I would, I would love to talk about, but I also like the idea of having friends in ministry. So, Hey, there's a couple more questions that were added in the Facebook group that we didn't have time to talk about, but we'll probably bring them up in later, later episodes, or maybe we can just talk about them in the, in the, in the, in the comments at the Facebook group. But hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will wrap up the show.
Well, uh, if you come to the uh, Practically Pastoring Conference, you won't have to imagine what we're going to talk about because we're going to be talking at the Practically Pastoring Conference, and you get to experience exactly what Andrew was talking about, about creating friendships, meaningful people to do meaningful ministry with, and uh, and you'll be able to meet some of those folks. It's going to be a great time. Again, go to practicallypastoringconference.com, February 21st to the 23rd in Tarpon Springs, Florida. It's going to be a great time, and you're going to want to be there. Again, send me a DM. I got a discount code for you. With that said, uh, we hope to see you next week. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be here all together. Join our Facebook group. Join our Instagram. Send us a voicemail and come to the conference. With that being said, I'm Frank Gill. I'm Jeff Simpson. I'm Delmar Pete. I'm Andrew Larson. And I'm Timothy Miller. And this is Practically Pastoring. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening. Get connected to other pastors by joining the Practically Pastoring Facebook group, where we get to share ideas and make each other better.